Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Radio's A Date with Destiny for Monday, August the 21st, 2017. I'm your host and the author of the book, Destiny Awaits, the pouring out of wisdom for humanity to drink, Lisa M. Saunders, coming to you from Owings Mills, Maryland. And this broadcast is being sponsored by Masterminds LLC, inspiring and empowering people to achieve a greater destiny. Once again, we are super excited this evening about being with you and to be able to share love and wisdom with the desire to uplift, inspire, motivate, and empower you to live a more peace-filled, joyful, and loving life. So to receive and download this podcast, simply go to the iTunes store, click on podcast, and type in A Date with Destiny. You can also receive it via my website at yourdestinyawaits.net or simply by Googling us, Blog Talk Radio, A Date with Destiny. You can also follow us on Twitter at Leaf 101. That's Leaf 101, L-Y-S-E 101. If you would like to become a sponsor or to get more exposure for your literary work or business, you can send a message via my website, info at yourdestinyawaits.net, or via my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash adatewithdestiny101. So, as I stated in the last couple of weeks, it feels so good to be back. We took a little summer break. We are back, well-rested, rejuvenated, and excited to be once again sharing with our listeners information from people of all walks of life that we believe will inspire, motivate, and empower you. We are so happy to be in our fifth year of broadcasting and can't wait to share some really good stuff we have coming up for the rest of this season. So tonight's show is going to be amazing. We have joining us this evening, Mr. Don Lawrence. 
Don is no stranger to a date with destiny. He was actually with us five years ago, and now he's back to share with us what he's been doing since then. So it's it's kind of um, surreal and um, awesome to have him come back. Uh, he was with us in my first year. Now he's back in the fifth. So this is just going to be a great show to hear what he's been up to since then. As a motivational speaker and author, Don Lawrence uses his life's experiences to provide mentorship to those looking for inspiration through his books and speeches. He recently signed a publishing deal to co-write the forthcoming book titled Ready, Set, Go, published by Celebrity Press, which is tentatively scheduled for release in fall of 2017. Don Lawrence is an accomplished entrepreneur since the age of 19 and an over-the-top husband, father, and grandfather. He lives in Freeland, Maryland, where he and his wife enjoy their 26-acre farm. He is the proud father of an adult son and an adult daughter who have blessed him with a daughter-in-law, son-in-law, a 10-year-old grandson, and an eight-month-old granddaughter. And she is adorable because I've seen pictures. Professionally, Don is known mostly for his contracting business, business and real estate development ventures. In addition, Don provides mentoring as a real estate coach and enjoys motivational public speaking. With Don's focus on health, he is a certified fitness trainer and a recreational bodybuilder. So without further ado, A Date with Destiny would like to welcome back Mr. Don Lawrence to the show. Hello, Don. How are you today? Hi, Lisa. It's very nice to be back. I'm doing absolutely fantastic. How about yourself? I'm doing great, thank you. Did you realize that you were actually on the show five years ago? You know, it's amazing how fast time flies. And I'll tell you, when you have grandchildren, it even flies faster. The eight months yeah. that, uh, Clara's been here, it's been crazy. But, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I, I remember uh, it just seemed like yesterday. It just clicked by, like, just so fast. Yeah, yeah, it really did. Well, we are excited and happy to have you back with us, and I know that you had a lot going on since you were last here, but before we get into that, let me ask you this. Did you have a chance to witness the solar eclipse today? You know, it's funny. I, I stood outside, and um, I didn't have the glasses, so I took to my – well, if you, if you take your phone and put it on selfie mode and kind of look over your shoulder, you can see it. So you know what happens when you do that? You're tempted to peek up to look at it. Sure enough, I ran in and got the darkest glasses I could, peeked up real quick, and I thought to myself, oh, my God, I think I'm blind. <laughs> so, oh, no. Uh, yeah, I did peek at it, but I <laughs> – so, uh, but, yeah, I'm fine. And I, the glasses weren't really the appropriate glasses, but I only got a really quick peek, so it was okay. Okay, good. Yeah, we we don't want you to lose your sight, Don. We don't want you to lose your That's sight. Right. So, Don, I want to set the tone for this interview so people can hear your story from the beginning and get a sense of how far you've come and, more importantly, how you have triumphed by not letting health issues keep you down. Um, your story, mm-hmm. to me, is one of heroism. And it's a true story of, like, the phoenix rising from the ashes and just, you know, the, you win, you conquer that thing, you know, um, and you're a winner. You, win, you won at the end. So let's 
start talking about how you were able to overcome the physical and most importantly, the mental aspect of um, what you, you know, your health condition and exactly what that was, what that is. Actually. Okay. Great. In, uh, in 1988, I was diagnosed with having ulcerative colitis. And uh, mm-hmm. it's a disease in your colon. Eventually, uh, after four years of having it, I've, I've always been a person that's been a study of the mind. I read books on positive thinking, self-development. So I move in that direction constantly. So during the time that I had this disease that was plaguing me, I didn't really know how bad it was. So finally, after four years, it got so bad that I ended up in a hospital. I remember my wife asking the doctor if he doesn't have the surgery how long does he have to live? And he said, he's lucky if he's got two weeks. And of course, I'm a person that loves humor. And I said to the doc, well, uh, can I have a week to think about this? You know, and we just laughed about it because the reality is um, it was pretty serious. Had, had my bowel perforated, I would have uh, ended up in sepsis and probably would have died as a result of um, having the complication of the disease. So finally, it mm-hmm. got so bad that the doctor said, you got to have a surgery. So I said, okay, let's go ahead and do this. But I want, I want the listeners to really understand this. From the moment the doctor told me I had to have it done, I finally come to the conclusions in my mind that that was the only way it would be better to live with an ostomy than to live without one. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's having a bag on your side. And at that time, you mentioned that I was a recreational bodybuilder. I was actually training for the Mr. Annapolis contest, and I think I would have placed well. I was about 183 pounds of solid muscle, and I was about 6% body fat. And I was in the best shape of my life, but I had this disease that was plaguing me, and I ended up in the hospital, and I said, okay, I'm going to do this. From that moment on, I said to my wife, I said, would you do me a favor, bring my guitar up to the hospital, because I was a lead guitar player, and I played in the worship band, and I wanted to make sure that where they were going to make the intestine on my body come out on my stomach, that it wasn't going to interfere with how my guitar hangs on my back. And uh, mm. I marked it with a marker, and I said to the doctor, can I mark it? He said, yes. So that in itself is really a testimony to the fact that I began living with the challenge of an ostomy immediately when I decided I was going to go do it. I didn't go mm-hmm. back and say I'm going to die with this and I'm going to live with it because there are many people that may have the uh, challenge of having a bag and they, the way they think about it, they put themselves in a dark room and will themselves to an early grave. And my encouragement mm-hmm. is to, them that, to realize that it's just a thing, just as you see many people come back from uh, war and uh, car accidents and things where they might have to wear prostheses or whatever, and they learn to do and learn to live life to its fullest no matter what mm-hmm. these challenges are. Yes. Now, Don, again, tell us what year that was. How long ago was this? Uh, I developed the uh, disease in 1988, and in 1992, I was 32 years old, and I had the surgery then. So it's wow. been like 25, 20 years, 25 years. Wow. And I've lived with the bag fine, and I live a full life. I mean, I do – you wouldn't believe me, man. With the farm here, I'm constantly, and I don't actually farm the farm. We have a farm that plants the corn and stuff, but I'm always working out here. In fact, uh, we bought a new four-wheel vehicle for fun, and I spent the last weekend on a tractor cutting all these trails back in the woods. And, uh, you know, so I get out there and lift boards and cut wood with chainsaws, and of course, uh-huh. I own a contracting business. So I do pretty much, I live a, a better life today with no pain than when I had all the pain when I was dealing with the disease. So I'm so thankful that we have doctors there that will that were there to take care of this problem, and I'm living a great yes. life. Yes, that's pretty amazing. That is amazing. What was the moment? Do you remember? Well, I know that you do, but share with us, like, that exact moment when you decided that you were just going to do this. Like, you know, just can you describe to us that moment in detail? 
Well, I think it got so bad that I, I, I it was funny because I resisted having the surgery because I was proud. I, I didn't want, I mean, I spent all this time getting this great body that the six pack abs and everything was going to disappear overnight. And mm-hmm. I was really upset about it. And I said, they're not going to do this to me. They can let me die first. So uh, I went home and three days later, I was rushed back in the hospital and I realized I finally said, doc, I can't take the pain anymore. Let's just get it done. From that moment on, I had to come to a place in my own thinking that this is the way life is going to be. So I often will say that life as I knew it was now gone, but life as I now know it will live on. And I decided mm. to just move on and live with this and learn to deal with it. And i got to tell you, it's, it's not bad at all. It's like, uh, I mean, it's really, you know, we've been so blessed. And, and that's where the, the book Tragedy's Gift comes from, to, to really look at all the gifts that come with this tragedy. I mean, the, the ostomy supplies that I have and, and the, the gift of timing. And I can talk a little more about that uh, as we go on through the show, if you like. But mm-hmm. it was just a moment in time that said, you know what? I'm going to live, and I'm going to live well, and this is not going to take me, and I'm going to enjoy my life. There are people with things that are worse than what I have. I can certainly get mm-hmm. over this. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and one of the pro, you said a lot of profound things um, in your statement, but one that sticks out for me is that you made a choice. You had a decision mm-hmm. to absolutely. make, and you made a choice, and you chose life. Um, and I just want people to hear that because a lot of times people think they don't have choices, but you actually do. And once you make up your mind, you know, then that's it. Then the universe conspires, you know, to help make that happen. Um, and we're both witnesses Mm -hmm. to that. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. so before I go on, because I want to, you know, um, keep going because you just, you, to me, you are an amazing person. I mean, I just want to let everybody know, I think Don is just absolutely amazing. I mean, he is someone who just always, he's moving. He's always moving. You know what you remind me of? Okay, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) This is what you remind me of. Don reminds me of the Tasmanian devil. Okay, not the fact that he's a devil, <laughs> but do you remember that character, that cartoon character that's like whizzing oh, around that cartoon, and he's yeah. there? <laughs> that, and, and that's a good thing because you don't stay still. You just, you know, you're always on the move. You're always doing something productive. Um, you have a wonderful family. And I want to, let's just go back a minute because you said, I heard you say corn. Do you grow corn on your farm? I don't, but I do have a, a farmer that does corn and then he transfer. He does corn and soybean oh. every year. They rotate the crop. Oh, yeah, it's awesome okay. having a cornfield for your front yard. It's it's really amazing. Yeah, gift, I they're so blessed, so blessed to have this you place. Be- we, we love it so much. <laughs> it's a great place to live. You've been holding back on me, Don, because I love. I have to. I love silver. I don't know if it's silver queen corn, but I love corn <laughs> on the top. So anyway, we'll talk about that after the show. Okay, so moving forward, I just wanted to let everyone know, kind of give them an idea of just how um, awesome you are um, and how you just did not allow your uh, circumstances to um, cancel out your future, um, all of your future possibilities. And so having said that, when did you start your real estate and um, contracting business? So let's talk about that a little bit. 
Okay. Well, in 1980, uh, I, w- I was actually raised in a family of carpenters. My dad was a carpenter, grandfather, uncles, and everybody. And interestingly enough, my great grandfather was a farmer. So the Lawrence mm-hmm. family on the men's side uh, have always worked with their hands and uh, earned their living by the sweat of their brow, if you will. And so I just had a, a knack for the uh, working with my tools. And I just started a contract business in 1980. I was 20 years old, and I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I was just pretty good with tools. So I did one job that landed another job and literally within 24 months we were doing about $65,000 worth of business per month and Mm. I still didn't know what I was doing in terms of the business but uh, you live and learn and you you grow and uh, you'll you know some people go to school and learn it in the classroom I was learning it in real life and that was the way it was uh, taught to me you know and uh, so I did the business for but but during that time which kind of meshes or kind of merges into how I got started in real estate, um, I often love to tell the story that, you know, I um, was, when I was a little kid, I mean, when I was in fourth grade, I couldn't read, and I couldn't comprehend what I was reading, and I read a book that was called The Magic of Thinking Big, and I stumbled on that book. It was written by a guy named David Swartz, an author by David Swartz, mm-hmm. and I found this book in an old Amway box that was underneath the stairs under some dusty old newspapers, and I got it out, and for some reason I decided to read it. And I'd never tried to read a book before because, like I say, when I was in fourth grade, I just couldn't comprehend it. And I found that I was interested in the subject matter, and I realized I could have, be, and do anything I wanted if I believed it and set a direction and and decided to take action on it. And I just started developing the ability to read these type of books. And so I got really into that, and that kind of like – I started going to seminars about real estate learning how to buy houses and so on. I remember sitting on the arm of the chair, and I was listening to the gentleman on the TV talking about he's going to teach us how to buy real estate with no money. And I thought, boy, this is going to work out great because I ain't got any. (laughs) So uh, I I went to the seminar, and I remember sitting on the front seat because one of the things it said in the Magic Thinking Big was be a front seater. And listen to this Mm. gentleman. He was saying words like amateurization to third place or second place, and uh, he was using words. and, And he said something profound. He said, if you buy a house in the summer, the place will freeze, meaning be, don't be surprised something's going to go wrong. And so mm-hmm. I really wanted to speak like this guy spoke. I wanted to really do what he was doing, but I started really understanding real estate. And unlike a lot of people will go to these seminars and they'll listen to what somebody has to say. They'll buy the books and the CDs. I always say he was going to be my mentor for the low price of one seventy nine ninety five for eight cassette tapes. <laughs> And when mm-hmm. I got I got out in the car, I ripped open the cellophane wrapper and stuck a tape in the dashboard. I've actually had recently someone had given me a bunch of tapes they had gone to one of the seminars and they had had these books and CDs for almost three years and never cracked them open. How do you how are you mm-hmm. going to do anything if you don't get the education? And right. uh, so I started doing that, and uh, they were telling me just to do. I followed the instructions, and I started learning how to do real estate. Literally within six months of going to that seminar, I bought my first property. This is back in 1980. Now it's a different time of the, the world, but I bought a house in Baltimore at the Inner Harbor area for five thousand dollars, and I bought it with no money down. And um, I sold it two weeks later because at that time I really didn't have any credit. I was young and didn't really know what I was doing. And but I had the banker actually gave me a ten thousand dollar check for that property so we had a ten thousand dollar check in our pocket and of course you know you live and learn and uh, you know i should have invested that in other real estate but i bought a car and went on vacation so i rewarded myself but i learned mm-hmm. some lessons on every single transaction and uh, and i'd like to tell a, a quick story about you lisa because you are in large part responsible for me today flipping houses because um, oh. 
for those of you who listen, when we first met, I actually met a friend of yours who was in a doctor's office, and she was reading Jack Campbell's Chicken Soup for the Soul. And it always mm-hmm. intrigued me why people read what they read. And I spoke to her for a few moments, and she said, you know, you've got to meet my group of people. And she introduced me to you and some of the other friends that were involved in some other type businesses. Mm-hmm. And you said to me that night, you said, Don, you know what you're supposed to be doing. And you asked me, at that time I was selling prepaid legal services, and you said, why are you doing right. what you're doing? You know what you're supposed to be doing. And right. uh, you were referring to at that time about speaking and writing, and you really encouraged uh-huh. me in that area. But I said, well, I really like real estate. And you said, you do what you're supposed to be doing. So uh, from that meeting, um, I decided to put the sale uh, of prepaid legal services that I was selling at the time down and reinvestigate the real estate. And one day I got up in the morning, and I love to tell the story this way. I, I looked in the mirror. And I saw Don Lawrence staring at me. The next day, I mm. saw a real estate investor standing there. And I stepped mm. into the person I thought I was, and I began to act in a way that a real estate investor would act. Literally within mm-hmm. six days, I raised $1.2 million in cash from a doctor investor Woo! to invest in real estate. And, and, and I think it was six weeks after that. This is like eight weeks after you and I had the conversation. We made mm-hmm. $58,000 on our first investment. And it only wow. took six weeks to – it's a 90-day turnover. We made six – in six weeks to fix the house, and I made $58,000 between the two of us. You know, But on that one conversation that you and I had sitting in that Panera Bread in Glen Burnie, right. and just from you encouraging me to move in that direction and um, literally turned it into a business where I think Doc and I probably turned over about almost a half million dollars in profit in about 30 months between the two of us. My, my, my. And, you know, I, I I kind of forgot about that, but now that you said it, you're bringing it all back to me. And I remember also saying to you, you ready for this? I also remember saying you have to let go of the good to get to the great. Yep, you did. Remember <laughs> you that? Sure you have to let go of the yep, good sure to get to the great. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Well, you know, that is amazing within itself because one of the things I love about you, you do not let grass grow, okay? You do not let <laughs> grass grow double. under your feet. Once you get it, and it doesn't take long for you to get it. You're one of those people, and everybody, to me, I look at that as a, like a gift, as a gift. Because everybody mm-hmm. can't doesn't move that quickly, and they don't grasp it like that quickly, but you do. And once you got it, we sat in that Panera Bread, and we had that conversation. And once you got it, it was like I saw the light bulb go off. I saw the light behind your eyes, and it was like, oh, my gosh, he's going to be amazing. Well, you were already amazing, but, you know, <laughs> Thank you. you just continue. You were definitely and good I for like, my ego. Oh, well, you know, hey, what are friends for, right? Absolutely. <laughs> but I also like what you said about that first book you read. Um, I have to remember this. Be a front seater. Be a front oh, yeah, seater. Be a front I seater. like that. Yeah. Yeah, That's I, pretty I don't, amazing. I, yeah, be a front mm-hmm. seater. Sit up front. You know, when I go into a seminar, it's like I'm there to learn something. I don't want to look at the back of somebody's head. And even though they got to look at the back of my head now, which is barely thinning out a little bit, I still sit up front, you know. <laughs> And because you're going to learn something, and if you're there, yeah. if you're going to a seminar, you what I find, if you go to these places, you be a front seater, you're going to pick up one nugget. If you spend three days in a seminar learning something, whether it's how to write a book, how to become a best author, how to uh, flip houses, or how to do real estate, you're going to learn one thing. In fact, I'll tell you a real quick story on this one. Mm-hmm. I went to a seminar, and they were talking about. I went to a real estate seminar, and um, I actually went to a motivational seminar at the Inner Harbor, and they were selling the fifty. 50 bucks or something to go to a hotel for three days. And it's all basically on an upsell and training and so on. But you know what you're going there for. 
But I always knew I could pick up a little something. And the gentleman said, what is the difference between investing in um, a single house or a 25-unit apartment building? And everybody's guessing what they thought. He said, the reality is it's all the same. It's just sticks and bricks. The only difference is zeros behind it. And it made mm. me really think about that. And, and within four months of that date, I entered into a contract, and I bought a 25-unit apartment building in West Virginia. And so mm-hmm. I learned some things on that one too. But everything is a school for me. I don't look at – someone uh, posted on Facebook the other day about how they lost $25,000 in trying to learn from the real estate uh, seminars and so on. And I don't look at it that way. I look at every experience. You know, For every adversity comes with it the seed of a greater equivalent benefit. If you take mm-hmm. those lessons, then you'll profit. If you don't, then I always say you're an idiot. <laughs> and that's speaking right. to the mirror. Right, right. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, that's that's pretty awesome. So you're still doing real estate to this day. You still do the real yeah, estate contracting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, still doing the contracting, although I'm, I'm merging a little bit more out of that because one of the things people need to realize, you'll see a lot of the gurus telling you you can flip houses and then you can do it from the beach and kick back and smoke a cigar on your lounge chair. It doesn't work that way. The reality is somebody has to pay the bills while you're excuse me, flipping that house you have to have some uh, cash flow coming. So I've still maintained the contracting business so I could bring in the cash flow while flipping a house. And what I found is it's a little distracting because it's so involved in doing contracting on a retail or a customer base that in the, I'm in the process of doing more. Uh, I'm actually going to school next month to get my home inspection license so I can focus on that, which doesn't take as much energy and as much mm-hmm. focus, which allows me the freedom to be able to flip houses. And, and like you mentioned earlier, uh, we're in the process of trying to establish a, uh, a training program where I can teach people, like, like they'll say, is it really possible to buy a house, fix it up, sell it, make a profit, and not put a dime in your own money? And mm-hmm. uh, I'm not one of these big, giant, famous guys that you might think, was well, he telling the truth? The reality is, yes, it is. I just did one for $245,000, made money on it, and I flipped it, and I didn't put one penny in it. So the return on investment or the ROI is infinity because you're not putting any cash mm. in, but you've got to have a little bit of skills or so on. So those, those are some of the things that I'm looking to do as far as real estate and is to really get more into training people how to do what I do because I've taken 35 years of learning this, and I have a wealth of information that I can impart to other people that really want to be able to do it and are serious about it. Wow. Well, you know what? We're going to, towards the end, I will um, make sure you put your information out there so people can contact you um, and sure, to, ma'am. you know, they can contact you directly. Now, Don, you tell me this. I, I see we have a caller um, actually sitting and waiting patiently. Um, and so it's up to you. We can take the call and see, you know, what's on the caller's mind because um, they probably mm-hmm. would like to talk to you. Or we can continue because sure, after we talk to the caller, I want to get into your books and things like that. So let's see who we have. Okay. Okay. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Who am I speaking with? Hello? 831 area code. Oh, are you there? Okay, they're not. Okay, well, nope, they're not saying anything, so we're just going to keep it rolling. Okay. Um, okay, so let's get into talking about your books. Now, you have actually two books coming out. Let's talk about the first one. Okay. Give us the title, um, and when are you expecting it to to, to be published? 
Okay. The first book is actually I'm a co-author. Um, this is an awesome opportunity that I was uh, I came across. It's called Ready Set Go, and mm-hmm. the the famous author that most people are going to know is his name's Brian Tracy, and Brian mm-hmm. Tracy is probably one of the most foremost thought leaders. Uh, on the planet, uh, he's had over 35 best-selling books. Uh, the guy commands huge numbers for his speaking and, and training, and it's primarily leadership, entrepreneurship, and so on. And I had an opportunity that that they hooked up with a celebrity branding agency and decided they were going to allow people like myself, who want to be writers, to be part of a book that where we can take those experiences that we've had over the years, and uh, it's basically the world's leaders. Um, and entrepreneurs and professionals, they reveal, reveal their tips on setting yourself up for success. And that's basically the tagline awesome. of the book. So that book, mm-hmm. this is a great opportunity because when this book, they guarantee that this book will be a bestseller. When Brian writes something, I've been following his work since I was 20 years old. And usually wow. when they introduce a book in his name, they'll introduce it in 10 different languages because they know automatically those people like myself who have been following his work for uh, 30 more or more years will buy his product and it literally will come a bestseller the first week out. So um, once this happens, uh, my name will be on the book. I, I opted for a personal cover, myself and Brian on the front cover. And it, mm-hmm. and it basically puts me in the category of a best-selling author. And for yes. those who are listening who are interested in writing the book, this is a great way to do it. And yeah. uh, I was actually kind of very fortunate that I stumbled onto this opportunity. A friend of mine had written a couple of uh, books, and uh, I asked him, I said, well, I see you're using this particular uh, publishing company. You know, what is your split? And he said 90-10. Of course, I'm a glass-half-full guy, guy. And I said, you get 90%? He said, no, I get 10 <laughs> I was like, what? You're giving your work product? It wasn't even about money. It was more about controlling your own work product. I couldn't believe that. Well, there's no way I'm going to go that route. You know, so I started looking for some ways to stop publishing. And then I came across this opportunity with uh, Brian Tracy. So that book is due out sometime in the fall. And the beautiful Uh thing about this, I'm so excited about it, is when the book comes out, uh, the best-selling authors, all those authors that are part of this book, it's a a compilation of entrepreneurs from all different walks of life all over the world Uh that are part of this book. I think there's like 29 of us. And uh, so it makes up the entire book. But in January, they have the National Academy of Best-Selling Authors. So I and my wife have a seat at the table at the Black Tie Affair for two days. And all the thought leaders, such as Brian Tracy, Tom Hopkins, you know, Jack Canfield from Chicken Soup for the Souls, they'll all be there, and it's going to be an awesome oh, time wow. to, really be able to meet these authors. It's going to be fantastic. So I'm so excited about this book and being part of it. And it has been a, it has been a, a project. I mean, just one chapter. It's amazing that what goes into writing. And I want to shout out to my wife Darlene and my daughter, son-in-law, son, all those in my family who are really uh, they're academic diehards, and they will not allow me to have one punctuation wrong or one, one misspelled word. They've done a fantastic job to keep me on uh, path. So I'm just so thankful and blessed to have them uh, to help me with that. So that's, that's the first book. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Now that's now tell us about, cause this book came after your, your personal book. Am I right? Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm yeah, asking this fact, for a reason. I'm, I'm going, I'm going somewhere with this. So tell us about that. Okay. Well, Tragedy's Gift is a book that has been in my heart and my mind for, mm-hmm. gosh, since, since the beginning because I did so well. When I, when I had my surgery, and I did so well with it. In fact, there was people at the hospital that they had them rolled up in a wheelchair so that I can encourage them to realize that life's going to go on. This is not a big deal. Let's just suck it up and let's get on with our lives. 
And mm-hmm. I've always known that I've just had this energy and this vitality about me to accept life for what it is, learn from it, grow from it, that I've always wanted to really spread that word that you can live a great life no matter what the tragic things in your life. And there are many that I couldn't even hardly relate to that are much worse than what I dealt with, but that um, – there are gifts that within everything that we, we face in our lives, there are things that we can be thankful for and use as a stepping stool to move us upward and onward and out of that despair and out of yeah. the mindset. And so Tragedy's uh-huh. Gift was, was a result of that thinking. And I started writing it about two years ago. It's quite a journey. And I remember I talked about it for years, and this is probably the, one of the most important lessons that, that uh, the listeners may uh, come to tonight is that until you take action, nothing takes place. And I'll never mm. forget, uh, man, it just – when I, I spent nearly uh, two years writing the book, and i got to mm-hmm. tell you, when I hit that last period, when that book was done, it was an emotional experience. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. this is just all my, my heart, blood, soul, and everything went into this book, and I finished it. Now, it's my first mm-hmm. book and, and the first time I ever tried it, so certainly – there are a, a large learning curves on uh, a lot of things on how to write it and how to get it published. Yeah. And, I, and of course, you you've been through it uh, yourself with uh, mm-hmm. your book, and uh, so I'm in the process of trying to. Uh, I've got it finished. I, I put it with an editor. The first editor came back and basically just really ripped me apart, and uh, which I thought was a good thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Probably mm-hmm. a little harder on me than she should have been. But I submitted <laughs> it to a second editor, and they were like, "I don't know what that person's problem was. I love the book, so it's interesting how right. we have different uh, perspectives." So yeah. one is just to, to – you have to take action. You have to start typing, and you just have to – somebody said that yeah. – um, I forget who it was. It was Hemingway. You, the way to learn to write is to write and write and write and write and write and write and write, yep. and that's what I've yep. been doing. And I've really found yeah. a passion for it. It's, it's, it's almost a, a more than a passion than speaking in public, but I, they, do, yeah. they go together. But I really have been, yeah. found a passion for writing. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, you. I like what you said, until you take action, nothing takes place. Um, I remember mm-hmm. when you started the process, actually. And um, wh- the reason I'm, I wanted you to talk about your first book, because if you hadn't started your first book, you wouldn't be in this next book. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? If you didn't go yeah. out and step out on that limb and take that first step towards what was in your heart, there wouldn't have been any Brian Tracy. Mm-hmm, that exactly. came about because you took that first step and you took action. And now Absolutely. the ball is rolling and there's no stopping it. It's, it's only The only way it's going to stop is if you stop. Absolutely. So I, I just wanted 100%. to make that. Yeah, I just wanted to make that point and make that known to the listeners. You know, this is how it happens. You know, one of my favorite quotes um, by Dr. Martin Luther King was, you don't need to see the whole staircase, just take the first step. And once mm-hmm. you take that first step, then you're opening the door for so many wonderful things to happen to you. Um, and you're yes, the you perfect are. example of that. So tell us about that. But now I can't wait for this one. I'm looking forward for this one. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm looking forward to I, I love to hear everything that you're doing. I'm always supporting you, behind you, ready to cheer you on and go, Don, go, and just go and get it. But this book for me, um, the one that you wrote specifically that came from your heart, I'm interested in that because it came from you. Okay, this is the one that got you started. This is the one that's been um, with you for a long time, and you finally had a chance to sit down and get it out. I can't wait to read that. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm excited about it as well. 
Yeah, and, and it yeah. is uh, a special thing. And I think, I guess, it's like your first baby, you know, you, yeah. you really, uh, um, you know, I enjoyed writing it and, uh, you know, just trying to refine it. Uh, it's just so much of me in there. And I just really, you know, when I set out to write this book, it was not about how much money I can make if I become a best-selling author. Uh, it really mm-hmm. was, you know, how can I help someone to really yeah. realize the gifts within a tragic situation? Because all yeah. of us have faced something something really bad that happened. It's just like Absolutely. I often will say about the timing. You know, if, if this colon situation would have happened to me back in the 40s, chances mm-hmm. are good I would have died as a result of that. And then, of mm-hmm. course, you know, you've got doctors that spend half their lives learning the skills and the knowledge to save us for the, for the rest of their lives. You know, I mean, yeah. look at all they do, the schooling they go to, and the sacrifices and so on. And it's just like even the caretakers. I remember when I was in the hospital, the, the nurses and the orderlies and all the people that took care of me, I was just so even – even in that moment, I was just so thankful that there were people there that have hearts that give them themselves like that. I mean I, some of the things that those nurses were, were able to do, I don't know if I could do, have done that. It's, there's a special right. place for people like that, and they're just wonderful, uh, wonderful gifts, you know. And uh, just the, my family and the gift of your loved ones, just so much. And, and I talk about every one of those things that I found that helped me to rise above uh, my tragic situation. And, and so thankful. And, of course, uh, among all of that, the most important thing is God in our lives because without him, yeah. these bodies wouldn't heal, yeah. you know. And without him, right. we wouldn't be here anyway. And so that that really is the center of of where it all began. So yeah, I'm excited yeah. about this book, and uh, it looks as if we're going to. Um, my goal was to have it out by October, but I think given that we're doing some more editing on it and refining it, it may be around the first of the year. Yeah, and that's fine because what I found too with my first one is that, you know, yes, you want to set a time for yourself. You know, you want to have a goal to shoot for, but at the same time, you don't. There's no need to rush it. Um, especially since you're self-publishing it, because you want your first book to be, you know, like just just good. You just want to make sure that you take mm-hmm. the time with it because it is your baby. So whenever you get it out, it's going to be the perfect time. And um, right. so I wanted to share with the listeners um, the first five people that send me an email to send an email to info at your destiny net. That's info at yourdestinyawaits.net. Send an email that you tuned into this show today, and Don is going to send you an autographed copy of his book to the first five people, okay? So we'll get you, and, and in the email, make sure you, you know, your name and your address so we know where to send the book. But the first five people, info at yourdestinyawaits.net, and um, you'll get a free copy of this bestseller that's about to come out. And and guess what? I'm claiming that this one is going to be a bestseller as well. How about that? I love that. That would be wonderful. <laughs> now, Don, um, you also do motivational speaking. And, you know, as you were talking to me, um, again, one of the things that about your story, about your journey that just resonates with me so much is um, – how much you've overcome. And I and I want to go back to that part because so many people are suffering today. And in the climate of where the world is at this particular moment, people need to people need to be um motivated and uplifted and inspired. And I know so many people who are depressed 
out and and just down and they feel unworthy and they just don't see any hope and, and all that stuff. And hearing your story is a story of a person who literally, literally was on death's door. And you chose to come back, and now you are just doing so much with your life. I mean, and here's another thing, too, as I'm saying this. We we can be good at more than one thing. We we can have more than one gift. You, You know, there was a time, I guess, you know, we're around the same age, and we grew up in a time where, you know, we were told that you get that government job and you just get that one thing and you stick with that nine to five where you get those benefits and yada, 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 right? So, no, we're at a time now where there's so many things. We have so many different things that we're good at, you know, so why not go out and just try them all? So for you, you know, tell me, tell the, tell the listeners, like for you, how has that been for you? Because you do a lot of different things and some of them, you may be very successful. Some you may just be successful and some, you know, you may not have succeeded at all. So let's talk about that a little bit. I think that what you really need to do is be willing to fail faster and fail more. Uh, yeah. There are many things that I've done in my life that I failed at, and uh, but every mm-hmm. time I fail at something, even with flipping houses, if I if I do a house and uh, you know you you lose money on one, if you're if you learn from that, you fail your way forward. We don't success our way forward, and uh, I've tried a lot of things, and I always oftentimes that's to my detriment because I I say in my in the uh, cha- chapter I did on the book is like. You know, entrepreneurs are like herding cats. We have so many things that we're uh, good at Mm -hmm. or talented at or have some skills at. It's trying to focus on something that, you know, one at a time. And, in fact, one of the the challenges with me was, okay, I want to do more public speaking and motivational speaking, but because I speak on a lot of different things, whether it's overcoming, uh, like diabetes. I mean, the doctor told me that I had diabetes. I I immediately said, you mean pre-diabetic? He said, no, you're diabetic. And I'm like, well, look, give me 90 days and I'll fix this. He said, you can't cure it. I said, well, I can control it. Within 45 days, I'd lost 20 pounds and my numbers were right around 95 and my A1C went down from 7.4 to 6. And, um, the doctor was like, you know, you're one of the disciplined men, one of the most disciplined men I know. Keep doing what you're doing. You don't need the drugs. You don't need the pills. And that was 10 years ago, and I've never taken a pill, never taken a drug, and my A1C stays almost normal. But I, mm-hmm. I like to say, which is really most likely going to be the title of my next book, is not by accident. These things don't happen by accident. You have to press yourself mm-hmm. into the formless and make it a 3D reality. And yeah. so when I look at all these different opportunities, you have to just basically pick something you like, Pick what you want to do and, and how you want to change your life. And it's almost like I went to a, uh, a workshop recently on communication strategy by a guy named Bob Papp, really great guy, local guy. And um, mm-hmm. he uh, said something in his uh, workshop. He said, you know, I had to reinvent myself. And for quite some time, I kept thinking to myself, a lot of the speakers had their step one might speak on, um, I don't know, like Tony Robbins is Awaken the Giant Within, of course, Brian Tracy's Entrepreneur Leadership, mm-hmm. John Maxwell, guys like that. So I followed a lot of their stuff, and I thought, you know, what is going to be my thing? You know, how, you know, because I think, seemed like I was a little scatterbrained because I was talking about living well with diabetes, 50, uh, fitness after 50, uh, you know, married success. My wife and I have been married 37 years, and I tell mm-hmm. again, not by accident. These are things that uh, don't come by just showing up, you know. 
And mm-hmm. uh, so I realized when he was talking about reinvest, that's it. You know, everything that you want to do and be successful at, you've got to reinvent who you are. You've got to take the yeah. person that you are now, take inventory of yourself and say, you know, I've got to develop some different habits. I've got to move in a different direction, do some things differently and not do things differently. And right. I think that's really what, what delivers success and uh, in a lot, like you said, you can have a lot of talent in a lot of areas, but pick one at a time and then move in that direction and redevelop some habits and just really press yourself into that, and it will turn into reality. I mean, this this book with Brian Tracy, like you mentioned earlier, it as a result of the first book, taking the first step. You know, like you said, yeah. Dr. Martin Luther King, you take the first step, you're going to get to the top of the stairs. Yeah. That is absolutely correct. And you've been married for 37 years. Congratulations. Because yeah, that right there. Woo. <laughs> well, in today's <laughs> world, uh, Donnie and I met in church. As a matter of fact, she was the uh, piano player, and I was the guitar player. And I like to tease and tell her it was that velvet uh, jacket I had with the silver sequences coming down. It really turned oh, on. No. You know? Oh, my but, uh, gosh. Became, yeah. So we've been uh, we've been together as far as friends from the time we were I met her when she was eleven and I was twelve and then uh, when we were nineteen both of us were nineteen we got married and uh, thirty seven uh, years yeah we met, in fact we're just starting a uh, marriage ministry at our church starting in October so we're we're just wow. taking some of those lessons that we've learned and maybe help other people to uh, experience a, um, a healthy marriage that- as well. Yes, that's amazing. And I look at when I listen, you know, listen to you and I look at your life, um, I know for a fact that you are on purpose. I talk about purpose a lot um, in a lot of Mm -hmm. my broadcasts and, you know, when I go out and speak. And you are one of those people that are definitely on purpose. You are using your life to help others. Um, Everything you do you're doing something to help someone else. And you are one of the most um, selfless, you know, people um, that I know, you know, you just give of yourself all of the time. And I see, you know, that's one of the reasons to me, you know, there's a law of reciprocity and you are perfect. Mm -hmm. You're, You're the perfect example for that because whatever you put out comes back to you. Yes, it does. And you put out mm-hmm. so much, and that's why so much is coming back. And this this new book um, that you're going that you're doing with Brian Tracy, I am so excited for you because that right there, woo! Just don't forget me, okay? <laughs> don't forget the little people. That's right. I, I remember where we started from. <laughs> that's on the way to yeah, the top. Be, that's it. So, it's gonna be great. Yeah. So. So, so just you know, we're we're coming to you know towards the end, and I just wanted to um, wanted you. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with the listeners? Because this is your show, so um, and also contact information. We want to make sure that we get the contact information out there. Okay. Uh, yeah, the only thing, just to kind of reiterate what you said about giving, you know, I was mm-hmm. uh, to speak at a Toastmaster uh, program one day, and I couldn't sleep, and I went downstairs about 4 a.m., and I started typing on the computer, and I thought to myself, you know, Don, if you lived to be 100 years old, what would it matter that you went through this journey? What would it matter mm-hmm. that you were even here, you know? And I start really reflecting on some of those things, start typing things, just thoughts that kept coming to my mind. And when I was speaking, I, I was preparing uh, the speech. It was, it's funny because sometimes I'll just, the last minute, I'll just get feel because I like to speak from my heart more so than just mm-hmm. preparing something on a piece of paper, more of a bullet points. 
And I had mm-hmm. those 14 bullet points in front of me, and as I was giving the presentation, it dawned on me that every single one of those items that I've written down had to do with giving, whether it was giving of myself, giving of my talents, mm-hmm. giving of my things. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and then my, my wife and I both, we've always been givers, and we, we love to help people, and I'm just blessed that that happens. And just like the, the Bible talks about it would be pressed down, shaken over, running over, yes. a, a thousand times. Um, yeah. So we've been very blessed with that, you know. So we we really feel um, very blessed. I know we'll we'll drive down to the, uh, we'll pull into the driveway of the farm. Our driveway is two tenths of a mile long, and we'll just shut the car off and roll the windows down and just be silent and listen to just God speak in nature and just being around. It's just so wonderful, and we're so blessed, and we're just so yeah. thankful that we are where we are. Oh, that's wonderful, Don. Well, I know that you have, this is not the end, so you have so many more, uh, so much more life to live and so many, mm-hmm. you know, ways to do it. And I'm just glad that I'm in your life because I want to be, you know, kept abreast of all of the great things that you're going to um, be doing that God has for you. And that's another thing I don't think I mentioned. Um, maybe I did in your bio just a bit, but you also play the guitar. Mm-hmm. At your church, um, and you do have a love of God um, in your heart, and I think that right there is, you know, that makes a big difference as well. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's let's get the contact information out there now. You, if you tell them what you, as far as you know, you contact on if you're interested in real estate in the real estate business. What would you like to, mm-hmm. you know, for them to reach you for? Yeah, I mean, if, if someone is looking to have someone speak, uh, they can mm-hmm. contact me. Uh, if they're looking to have uh, someone mentor, train them in real estate. Uh, I also do partnerships with other people. Uh, I also open myself up to investors that say, look, I don't want to be in the day-to-day grind, uh, but I would like to uh, see my money grow at a much greater rate than some money market. Uh, we also, because mm-hmm. I, I use investors for my properties. And uh, so that, uh, motivational speaking and really just encouragement, if they want to write me, uh, they're welcome to do that. And of course, our book's coming out. And uh, you know, we're, we're basically, one of the things I might want to just point out, put out there uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're basically in the process of setting up a, and, and again, all this is just kind of like evolving, uh, you know, this whole dream is just over the last several months has become, we're going to be doing a site on YouTube and or Facebook and LinkedIn and uh, different sites called porch coffee with Don every day. I'm going to be sitting on my front porch and just kind of talking for just 60 seconds, just a thought for the day, encouragement for the day. And that's going to be coming out soon. So they might want to write so they can get on the list for that. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as getting a hold of me, they can contact me at contact at donlawrencejr.com. And that's okay. my email, contact at donlawrencejr.com. And mm-hmm. the website is in it's under construction. Like I say, all this is really beginning to evolve as I begin to uh, move okay. closer to the book things and so on. And that, that mm-hmm. is the same donlawrencejr.com is the website, which, again, it's under construction. Uh, but okay. if they want to contact me at contact donlawrencejr.com, um, you know, they're welcome to shoot me an email. That is amazing. Yes. And I know the website will be up soon. So that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I just want to repeat that um, if you're looking for any kind of positive, um, you know, uh, motivation, whether it's in real estate, um, motivational speaking, writing a book now, um, what Mm -hmm. investments, 
Don is your person, contact him at contact at DonLawrenceJr.com. That's contact at DonLawrenceJr.com. Wow. Okay, so the book with Brian, ready, set, go. Brian Tracy is coming yep, out, ready, like you said, fall of this year, right? Yeah, they expect October and November. Mm-hmm. October and November. Yep. So we're going to, we're looking forward to that as well. Well, Don Lawrence, you know, we just want to thank you so much for coming back and sharing with us. And let's not make it another five years. I don't want to wait that long. Come back in January when the book's released and we can talk about it. That'd be great. Yes, that would be amazing. Now that's what that's what we're gonna do. And I'm gonna hold you to that. How about that? Yeah, that you hold my feet to the fire. Make sure I get this thing done. I and I'm going. You know I will. You know I will. I know you will. <laughs> so Don, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us. And we wish you all the success in the world with everything that you are doing. All right, and thank you so much for having me, Lisa. I really appreciate it, and God bless you, and I wish you uh, uh, luck and further success in what you're already doing. You're doing a fantastic job. Oh, thank you so much, Don. We'll be talking soon. Okay. You guys have, okay, have a great you. evening. You too, sweetie. Take, Take care. care. <laughs> well, that concludes our show for this evening. Oh, my goodness. Don Lawrence, ladies and gentlemen, let's just give him another round of applause because – this man, again, you know, he's a, he's a man of God, um, and he, you know, walks his talk. You don't find too many people that walk their talk. He's one of those that walks his talk. And when he says to reach out to him, he really means that. He's not one of those people that says, oh, you can contact me, and then you'll never hear from them. No, he means what he says. So if you're interested in even wanting to know how to start a business, give him, you know, contact him. And, again, his contact is contact at DonLawrenceJr.com. So that concludes our show for this evening. I want to thank everyone for tuning in with us. A shout out to my family who are always loving and supporting me and also to my friends and colleagues in all of my social networking sites. Once again, a big thank you to Don Lawrence for taking the time to share a big part of your journey and your wisdom with us. We are eternally grateful for you because we know that knowledge is power and when we know better, we do better. Also, don't forget to stop by my website, yourdestinyawaits.net, to get some extra motivation and inspiration and leave a message to let us know you stopped by. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101. And you can also follow us on Twitter at least 101. That's L Y S E 101. So make sure you come back and tune in on Monday, August the 28th, when we will be talking with the legendary R&B icon, Miss Angela Bofield. We are going to be going back down memory lane with Angela, so you won't want to miss that. I'm so excited about that show. So your mission, ladies and gentlemen, is your mission, if you choose to accept it, that is, take the necessary time to do a true self-evaluation Seek God and learn how to love yourself first, because after all, you owe it to yourself to know yourself. Once again, I'm Lisa M. Saunders, and thank you for tuning in to Blog Talk Radio's 
A Date with Destiny. That's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.